With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello and welcome to PFF Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Ian Harditz, and we continue our fantasy final series today with a look at Mr. Jalen Hurts, Eagles QB1. Didn't always seem like that was going to be, you know, necessarily the case. I mean, after last year, Carson Wentz, at least before last year, I should say, he certainly seemed ingrained as their quarterback of the present and future. Eagles went ahead and used a second round pick on Hurts anyway, and people, I get it. You don't love seeing a team use such a high end pick on a backup QB, but I think this situation and even the Panthers getting Darnold kind of shows these are good, uh, you know, resources to get. Sam Darnold has been anybody's idea of a bottom five quarterback since entering the league, and the Colts were still able to get a pretty damn good return for his services. Same thing with the Eagles and Carson Wentz. Obviously, they gave him the contract. They wish they could come back. Not quite the same uh, thing, I guess I should say, but either way, if you're a quarterback that is even not even really flash the ability to be great. You can still get traded for uh, something good in the NFL, but regardless it is now the Jalen hurts era, whether that's going to be one year, two years, whatever in Philly. So we think, so the one thing we should know is that the Eagles technically haven't named hurts their QB one at the moment. Like maybe Matt Nagy should take a, uh, you know, glimpse of the way that Nick Sirianni are doing things with Philly. Why have they not named him as a starter just to promote competition? I get it. People, Jalen hurts is not going to lose his job to Joe Flacco, even though Flacco to his credit did actually play better than Sam Darnold in the same situation last year. It's the Jalen hurts show. So with all that in mind, what can we expect from hurts in 2021? because he's someone that's been getting a lot of love in the fantasy community and really for good reason, people. He only started four games. I mean, don't blame you. You just didn't pay attention to the dumpster fire that was the 2020 Eagles, uh, uh, you know, in December last year, but it was Jalen Hurts in week 14, 15, 16, 17. And in those games, man, fantasy QB 11, QB 1, QB 12, and then even the fantasy QB 20 in the final week of the season, even though he got pulled after three quarters because Doug Peterson wanted to play Nate Sudfeld for some reason that still just remains absolutely absurd uh, to me. So the fact that Hurt that uh, Hurts was able to get two rushing touchdowns in the one game where he didn't even play 60 minutes just tells you the kind of floor we're dealing with here for a rushing QB of his caliber. And it's not like he's Lamar Jackson or Kyler Murray in terms of just pure explosiveness. He's legit. I mean, he's got some shiftiness, but he's more of like a, just, I don't know. He's, 
He's smooth. He doesn't have the same top end speed. He doesn't have quite the same wiggle, but he's really solid. And it's more about the volume as a rusher than anything. I mean, 18 carries, 11 carries, nine carries, eight carries. And again, the three quarter game, he was taken off like his life depended on it with regularity and even put up some numbers through the air. He had 300 passing yards twice in four games. People, it took Josh Allen three years to be able to say that. So Hertz, he was able to put up big time production on the ground, solid enough production through the air. What's the problem? Well, okay. In fantasy land, we don't really care how he puts that production up through the air. If you get 300 ugly yards, that's the same as 300 pretty yards as far as I'm concerned. The problem was a lot of Hertz's yards were ugly. He had some good throws. The long touchdown uh, to D-Jacks against the Cowboys. Uh, he went back, back shoulder to Alshon, I think, against the Saints, where he just got drilled by a linebacker up the middle. Couple, The Cardinals game as a whole was, I think, his best performance. I mean, he didn't suck all year, but you know what? We, like again, I like to pull up six or seven stats, not just based on performance on one. And we, last year we had 44 quarterbacks with at least 100 dropbacks. Jalen Hurts, PFF passing grade, he was 41st. Big time throw rate, tied for 26. Turnover worthy play rate, 39th. Yards per attempt, tied for 24th. Adjusted completion rate, dead last to 44th. QB rating, 39th. Now, like any stat, even a collection of stats, they don't always tell the whole story. Need to put some context in. And look. He was bad, but let's realize, people, this team was largely a disaster by this point in the season. I mean, we could have given Carson Wentz probably a little more leeway than he deserved. I mean, look, he had 20 league-high, 24 turnover-worthy plays, even though he didn't play for the final month of the season. Carson Wentz certainly deserves plenty of flack for what he did last year. With that said, I think he was one of three major factors for why this passing game was so bad, the first of which was the offensive line injuries. Like, my goodness, people. I was putting together an article on this matter and I thought I had the offensive line injuries covered like three different times and I just kept finding another one. So at least the main ones, left tackle Andre Dillard missed the entire season with a biceps injury that happened before the year. Their right guard Brandon Brooks missed the entire season with an Achilles injury before the year. The left guard Isaac Siamalu missed seven games with a knee injury. Jason Peters missed eight games with a toe injury. And Lane Johnson missed nine games with an ankle injury. I mean, holy freaking shit, people. I mean, it was still 16th and 17th PFF offensive line and pass and run blocking. Wasn't easy, though. And as we saw in some games, like, for example, week one against Washington, when they sat Carson once, I think nine times or whatever crazy number it was, there were just, you know, numerous examples of the year of this, you know, offensive line really just kind of ruining the day before it could even get started. So there was that. And there was also just this wide receiver room. I mean, no team posted a worse overall receiving grade than the Eagles last year. 224 guys had at least 25 targets. Each of Miles Sanders, John Hightower, Greg Ward, and Zach Ertz somehow managed to finish in the group's bottom 26 finishers in yards per hour run. Alshon Jeffrey looked like a show himself. There just weren't all these countless examples. Like Jalen Rager wasn't all that great by any stretch as a rookie. We just didn't see like, you know, Hertz was air mailing like one open receiver after another, even similar to Carson Wentz. Yeah, there were examples of that. But more than anything, we saw these guys fail to separate fail to provide, you know, just a consistent target for their quarterback and ultimately just not really come down with any sort of big plays when given the opportunity. So the hope is going to next year. We got Devontae Smith added to the group. Hopefully Ertz is released or traded at some point. Still waiting on that. Seems like the rumors have been around for months now. That's going to feature, give uh, Dallas Goddard, who at this point in their careers is the better receiving option, more of a chance to flourish. 
you know, still don't have a ton of great receivers out there, but maybe Jalen Rager takes a step in year two. It's at least looking better at receiver and on the offensive line, just by pure, you know, God being a bit cooler this year, you would hope that they have uh, some better injury luck. So the good news is I think this offense could even better continue to fit around Jalen Hurts because while Wentz was used in the run game, like clearly Hertz is going to be far more involved in that. And they did have to kind of switch offenses in, you know, three quarters of the way through the season. So I'm pretty confident that Nick Sirianni and offensive coordinator Shane Steichen are going to be fine because Nick, even if Jacoby Brissett wasn't, again, Jacoby Brissett kind of in the Carson Wentz mode where he will run sometimes, but not uh, as much as Jalen Hurts. With that said, if you watch these Colts games over the year, Brissett was used creatively as a rusher. And even last year, because of Phillip Rivers uh, refusing to do QB sneaks, Brissett would come in for a lot of short yardage situations. So he has at least some experience with that. And Steichen really has more because he was building the entire Chargers offense around Tyrod Taylor throughout the offseason until he got hurt in week one. So you take the better receivers, you take an improved offensive line, hopefully more friendly scheme, and also just the reality that the Eagles are more committed to Hurts than, you know, say they were with Wentz last year. I mean, the fact they passed on Justin Fields and Mac Jones, I think it all adds up to Jalen Hurts being worthy of a lot of this offseason hype he's gotten. So PFF Lily stat, this is why, people, this is why we need to be in on Jalen Hurts in 2021. If you take Nick, or take Jalen Hurts' four-game stretch where he was a starter, he had um, – and then extrapolate that to 16 games, he would have had an NFL record 184 carries for the quarterback position. Number one, number two, and number three in a single season are Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts. Again, small sample size, and it's a little iffy sometimes to carry this out. Injuries happen, you know, just a lack of success could have happened, but that is the ceiling we're talking about for Jalen Hurts, being the most run-heavy QB in NFL history is actually in his potential range of outcomes. And really, when we see that, that's just great for fantasy business. So he is my QB nine at the moment. He's in my second tier of true top 10 fantasy QBs. And people, I mean, I look, I would take guys like Russell Wilson, Justin Herbert, Aaron Rodgers over Jalen Hurts, but Tom Brady, Joe Burrow, Tannehill, Stafford, Matt Ryan, Baker, I just want those rushing yards, even if Hurts does not belong anywhere near the same conversation as those guys as a real life quarterback. And it's just, again, I said 184 carries was his projected on pace. Let's be more conservative than ever with his projection. Just say 100. We've only seen 22 instances of a quarterback totaling at least 100 rush attempts in a single season since 2010. 15, which is 68%, finished as a top eight fantasy QB. So that's 68% in and of itself is fine, but even digging deeper to the exceptions that didn't hit, like it was mostly because they just kind of came in partway through the season or they missed games and they were actually still awesome when they were playing. 2018, Lamar Jackson was the QB five in fantasy points per game once he took over the job. 2011, Tim Tebow was the QB 13 after get taken over the job. 2015, Tyrod Taylor was the QB eight in fantasy points per game. 2014, Cam was the QB seven in fantasy points per game. 2018, Cam was the QB eight in fantasy points per game. Basically the only two examples of a quarterback getting over hundred carries that didn't like consistently provide borderline QB one production at worst was 2014 Colin Kaepernick who did kind of reward faithful managers with a QB three finish in week 16 and then 2020 Cam Newton with the Patriots who even as bad as everything was last year with that offense he still was the QB 17 overall because 12 rushing touchdowns will do that for you so look Dalen Hurts for the this time was on pace to break the damn record for rush attempts by a QB you throw in the reality that per our friend Josh Norris over underdog you know with his 
uh, podcast kind of going through just different beat writers. I can't remember the Eagles beat writer's name. My apologies. But basically, like the projection for this offense is not to be a top five, you know, rush rushing unit. They want to be around league average throwing the football. Meanwhile, Jalen Hurts is going to be, you know, near number one in freaking rush attempts. So chance for his defense not to be good. I mean, it's just all adding up for almost like a Kyler Murray-esque second season for Hurts, just in terms of like he's going to have all the opportunity in the world to make the most out of it. So with that said, he's not the late round QB. Everyone kind of thinks he is. He has an ADP as the QB eight over at underdog. He's the QB 10 on fantasy football calculator, QB 16 at sleeper, which those ADPs look a little off to me at the moment. So, Hey, if Hertz is available as a late round QB, I'm all in on it. Why the hell not? I just think right now he's a little bit more of a middle tier guy. So Jalen hurts. I'm buying the hype. Don't freak out over it. I mean, again, there is a chance that he is truly a bad passer. He was uh, in 2020. Uh, in 2020. It makes sense why he'd improve next year. We went through this, just realized that rushing floor, that's what we look for in Fantasyland. One of the few cheat codes we found is these dual threat QBs, and uh, we should exploit Hurts because of that. People, if you like the podcast, I invite you to check out PFF's podcast network, which covers everything NFL, college, and fantasy football. Recap the NFL draft with Mike Renner and Austin Gale's two-for-one draft podcast, or get all the 2021 betting content you need with the PFF forecast. If you like fantasy football and if you like playing fantasy for money, you need to check out Underdog Fantasy. Underdog's got everything, including season-long and playoff best ball. Best ball is a season-long game where you draft a team like you normally do, but that's it there's no in-season roster management underdog automatically selects your best performers each week saving you loads of time go to underdog fantasy and deposit ten dollars using promo code pff and get a free pff edge annual subscription that's promo code pff draft now underdog fantasy thank you as always for tuning in to pff fantasy football podcast new fantasy files every single day you can catch me on twitter at iheart it's a new article up every single day as well i'm grinding people let's go fantasy football offseason great day to be great until next time take care everybody